If we don't figure out what the first 10 is, we're wasting time, money, energy, resources, and we will fail. Welcome in today. We are talking about the first 10. Booster, uh, how are you today? How's things in your world? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this idea and just the concept of the importance of the first 10. The, the importance of the first 10 and the last two, really. Well, hey, let's not, let's not wait around here. What is the first 10? Something that I've noticed uh, over time, you know, we've all heard about the, the 80-20 rule, right? Uh, I think it's called the Ferrato principle. And, and basically what that says is like 20% of the effort produces 80% of the outcome or 20% of your donors give you give 80% of your revenue or, you know, th- that, that principle exists. Well, if you actually take that principle and, and you kind of thin it out a little bit, the importance of that first 10% is really, really important, right? So I was just thinking about that the other day. And then I started to do a little bit of research and you and I were talking about YouTube videos the other day. And how, like, if the first 10 seconds of a YouTube video doesn't compel somebody, they move on, right? Then I did a little bit more research. And, like, in films, they will talk about the first 10 minutes of a film. That if the first 10 minutes of a film aren't amazing, people don't like the entire film. So you think about, like, the, the amount of time it takes to build a film, right? Like, year, a year of your work. And if that first 10 minutes isn't good, People are out completely, right? Crazy. And then I was like, okay, so what? How does that? How does that relate to our world? Like the first ten minutes of your church service, mm-hmm. uh, the first ten seconds that you enter in, that you meet somebody in your introduction. Like, how are you presenting yourself in the first ten seconds, right? And then, what does the first uh, ten minutes of a meeting look like? You know, when we host a meeting, what is a, What are we doing in that first ten minutes of that meeting to make it make sense? So. If we don't set in the first 10 minutes of the meeting, why we're there? What's the problem that we're trying to solve? Like everyone hates going to meetings. Well, I was listening to Patrick Lencioni's new book. People hate going to meetings because meetings are boring. So what if we made the first 10 minutes so unforgettable of a meeting that people wouldn't wouldn't and couldn't check out because they were like, man, I love going to Kyle's meetings because every meeting that Kyle holds, like I'm just in and I don't even understand why I'm in. Well, they're in because the first 10 minutes. You made it so compelling that they had to be in. You made them feel valued. You made them feel important. You, you, you talked about how they could contribute. When I walk into a room, into a creative department, I can always tell how creative the department is in the first 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And the first giveaway is if there's music playing or not. Mm-hmm. If I walk into a creative department and it's completely silent, I know that that team's in trouble. And so wow. like when I start thinking about the first 10s, it changes how you you start things. And if you just think about like, if you're excited about doing a project, right? Mm-hmm. You give it the best that you got in the first 10 minutes, even a workout. Like I don't really love working out, but I have to work out. But if I go into my workout and I give everything I got in the first 10 minutes, I'm more likely to finish the workout, mm-hmm. right? So the, 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 the value of the first 10 is so important. And then... You have the the next eighty eight percent, and that's like the dip. That's like the the plateau. That's the just the hard work, the grind, the the whatever it takes to get the idea done. Then we get to the last two percent, 
And the last 2%, I think, matters so much as well. Mm. So if you just focus on this 12% of anything that you do, I think it will change everything about what you do. Because the last 2% is how you leave people, Mm -hmm. right? It's giving them the call to action. It's giving them the importance. It's revisiting the most important thing. It's 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 casting vision for what they're going to do next. It's it's how you leave them. And so if we start to prioritize and value the first 10 and the last two, I think we can change the outcomes of a lot of the work that we're doing right now. Yeah, it's really good. So a lot of jumping off points we can go from there. The first thing that comes to mind is why do you think the first 10 is so neglected? I think the first 10 gets neglected because I think we have two tendencies. I think the first tendency is we try to eat the whole elephant at one time, right? So rather than trying to eat one piece of pizza, we try to eat the entire pie all at once. So we're jamming everything we can into the very beginning. That's the first thing. I think the second thing is when we're in charge of something, we lose sight of how everybody else is going to react and respond to it. So we expect them to be where we are when we start and we don't give them an on-ramp. Part of that first 10 is the on-ramp of them catching up to where you are so that you guys can go further faster. We're afraid to slow down enough to get people on-ramped. I think those are the two main reasons why the first 10 matter. I think that a lot of times we're trying to tell the whole story at once rather than giving that one small compelling thing at the very beginning that just is the massive hook, right? It's the biggest problem that we have. It's the, it's the opportunity that's in front of us. It's the, the plot of the story. It's the whatever it is in your world, right? It's the, it's the undeniable offer. Whatever it is, we, a lot of times, I think that humans in storytelling and in, in navigating, they try to hold that as a secret and, and make a big reveal about it. When the reality is, we should give a big reveal and then support it. All throughout the rest of the 80%, basically. Yeah. All throughout the rest of the 88%, right? And then yeah. at the very end, we give them the 2% that, that moves them to action. Yep. So I'm sitting here as a creative and I'm hearing this and I'm like, yep, yeah, I agree. This is really good. I'm on board. But Brewster, I don't know uh, how to make the first 10 compelling. What should I do? I'm glad you asked. I think it's hard to answer that question universally. Uh-huh. But I think I would start with, what is the like so if, if it's a church service, what is the what is the purpose of that service? Like what is the point? Hook people with the point. If it's a story that you're trying to tell, what's the 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 most important part of the story that pe- people need to know so that they will stay connected through the rest of the story? What's the conflict? What's the tension? What's the the problem that needs to be resolved? I, I think we have to slow down and plan for the 10%. And if you use the 80-20 principle, right now, we're probably using 80% of our time to craft our meetings. What if we took and put the most of our attention on the first 10% and then we watched what happened after that and then we focused it on that last 2% so that people don't, they, they get bookshelved with the most important things that we're doing, Right. And again, I don't know that I have a universal answer for this question, but I think what what you have to do is you have to identify what is the most important thing. Why are you having the meeting? Why are you hosting the podcast? Why are you engaging or creating this video? Why are you doing? Why are you doing what you do? Okay, now that you know why you're doing that, 
take the value system that you have built around you or your organization and figure out what values this meeting or this moment or this creative project is going to support and then bring all of that stuff to the very beginning. Make that why so compelling that in the first 10 minutes, people are so drenched with why that they can't help but stay engaged through the rest of whatever we're doing. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, in future conversations, we talk about values, especially as creatives and how important values are. Uh, You know, as I'm hearing you talk, I think a lot of it for me, as I think about meetings, it's I think we flip we are flipping the responsibility of a meeting. And most of us, I think you hit on something really important there. We spend a lot of our time focusing on the 80% of the meeting when we neglect the beginning and the end. And so a lot of it is, I think we as leaders of a meeting think that it's our responsibility to lead the entire meeting. When the reality is most meetings are about facilitating. They're not about talking. And so I think what you're hitting on is is a really clear point that for people who are leading meetings, church services, uh, creating videos, it's really not all about us controlling the whole meeting. It's about us bringing our values in, facilitating the first 10 minutes with the why, exactly what you just said, and then kind of letting it go and letting it play out. And yeah. then at the end, it's kind of recapping it and making sure everybody's it's sticky. So I think that's a really great way to think about it. You talked about the values thing. Talk to me about that though. If, if a creative doesn't have values guiding them in whatever they're doing, whether it be something as simple as creating a video for YouTube or planning a church service, how can not having values hold us back from creating a great 10-minute experience? Uh, well, so that uh, that's a great question. We've got to have the clarity on our values. And it, it blows me away when I go into an organization or go into a team and there is no, no clarity around what they value, right? Because here's the, the reality. We all value something. Now, we may not have done a good job of crafting those values yet, um, but we, we, we value, there's something that we value, right? And so your values are, are the things that are most important to you. So like when you and I worked at an organization together and, and we had to go in and revisit our values because we actually drifted away from them. And so a few of our values was, were like um, lean into the last 10%, which meant we were going to have the hardest conversations. Most of our organization would, uh, were people pleasers. So we would have hard conversations, but we wouldn't have that last 10% of the conversation that actually makes a difference. So we had to create a value around that. Another one of our values was use your blinker. And the, the whole concept was that like, if you are driving and you don't use your blinker, nobody else knows around you what you're going to do. So the value is to help communicate. And, you know, for most organizations, there's a value about teamwork. There's a value about communication. There's a value about effort. Um, there's a value about creativity. There's a value about faith. There's a value about inspiration. We all have things that we value. Like personally, I have my own personal values. You have yours. If you're an, an independent business owner or if you're the lead of a creative team, you have values. If you're part of a bigger organization, your team values or your department values should support what the values of the, the bigger organization are. And so um, we've got to clarify our values. So if you don't know what your values are, um, I would ask you to email us and, and we're going to do a whole entire podcast on values. Uh, but we'll give you a couple exercises to do really quick. Here they are. And the reason I said email us or DM us is because you won't be able to catch all of this as fast as you need to. But when you're your best, what do you, what do, you do? 
when you're your worst, what do you do? You take those two things, right? That's the first exercise. You take those two things, you compare them. All of a sudden, you're going to see some, some clarity around what you value and what you don't value. If you're creating values for yourself, what's one inspirational value you should create that helps you become better, right? And so values are a huge thing and they're so important. Um, and, and they tie into the first 10 of everything that we do. If when I walk into your organization and in the first 10 minutes, you, I can't identify what you value, you probably don't value it, right? But if I walk into your office and the office is completely clean and there's music playing and someone comes up and greets me right away and they offer me a soda and they offer me a seat while I'm waiting for you, instantly I know that customer service is a priority for you. It's a value. It's something that you care about. When you go to Disney World, you don't see their values plastered everywhere, but you feel them in everything that they do. Thank your first 10, support your values. Yeah, it's good. And to me, you know, what I keep hearing underlining all of this is intentionality. And I think that we, a lot of people, it's either they're intentional about it or they, they're unintentional or they're, they're lazy. And in some ways they're lazy to, to really think about it. So yeah. how can we get more intentional about all of this? Yeah. So I don't know that we're, I, I wouldn't say that it's lazy. I would say that we're busy. Mm. I, say that we're allowing that's a much nicer way to say it uh, you're right it is but i think it's true i I don't think that people walk into their day and thinking how can i be the laziest i can be i think they walk into their day thinking how do i get my task list done right and and we allow our task lists and other people's priorities and a busy calendar and the pace that we're working at our brains are wired to find the shortcut like Mm -hmm. like to conserve energy and find the shortcut so you have to reprogram yourself to think about the first 10 and the last two, because if you don't, you're going to drive yourself towards the fastest way from A to B. And then if you're a three on the Enneagram, that just supports who you are as a person, right? So you've got to learn how to like p- press pause for a minute and go, okay, why are we doing this? What are the, what's the first 10, whether it's 10 minutes, 10%, 10 seconds? What is the first 10 of this project that I need to focus on to set it up to win its best? Then allow your actions to come out of answering that, that question. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think too, you're even making me think about a lot of it is about pausing and taking yeah. them, taking, taking, even taking 10 seconds, you know, you can take it further, taking 10 seconds to just pause and think rather than just react and keep doing what we normally do, you know. For me, when I wake up in the morning, it's hard for me not to, the first thing to do is to reach for my phone and want to just start immediately consuming. But I know of for course. me, that's not something that I want to, I don't want my first 10 minutes or even 10 seconds to be about me immediately checking about what happened the night before. Uh, I want to be more intentional. And so to me, I hear what you're saying is really a lot of it is about intentionality, but also it's about pausing and taking some time to think. Right. And so think about the first 10, just in what you said right there, what does the first 10 minutes of your day look like? Like, what are you doing to set your day off right in the first 10 minutes, right? What does the first 10% of your day look like? What are you doing in those first 10s for yourself to make your day thrive, right? And then when you get to the end of the day, what does the last 2% look like? What are you doing right before you go to sleep? What are you doing right before you leave the office? What are you doing right before you shut down your work for the day? There's so much research on how when you stop and, and you dig into the first beginning of your day, end of your day, and how when you plan those two moments, 
it changes the the productivity of your day, right? So we've got to be intentional with our first 10 and our last two. That's good. So I think there's two people that are listening to this. There's the one who is the creative leader and they're listening to him. Yeah, you know what? This is challenging to me and uh, I'm going to start to work on this. And then I think there's other people who are listening to it and maybe they're in an organization or they or they they work a nine to five job or something like that. And they would love for their boss or their leader to take this mindset on, or maybe even, you know, you're a church person and you'd love for your pastor to take this mindset on. Talk more to those people who are on board with you, but maybe can't necessarily uh, uh, influence their right. leader to take this important. What, what should they do? How, how should they go about this process? Right. So the first thing is, is that you get to control you. So if you don't model this behavior, then you're just going to your, to your boss or your superior or your teammates and you're pitching a concept rather than modeling a concept, right? So as, a, as, a, as an individual, we lead ourselves before we lead anything else. So the very first thing that you should do is model this concept for your own life and start to show fruit and productivity in doing it yourself. And then when people are like, wow, you get so much done, how do you do that? Or the one meeting that you're, you're tapped on the shoulder to host or the time that you spend with your volunteers, like start to create that culture in, in the things that you can control, right? And then as you model that, people will recognize it and they'll start asking questions or you're gonna build the case study to go to your boss or your teammates or your volunteers and say, hey, here's how I think we should do this moving forward. Can we give it a try? And a lot of times influencing behavior requires you to, to carry the heavy load the first couple of times, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of times we don't want to shoulder that heavy load because we're a little bit afraid. But what I would, what I would hate for you to do is listen to this podcast, then go to your boss and say, I want to shoulder this load and have never done any case study for yourself, never done any testing inside of your organization. Every project, every creative endeavor, every video, every, every meeting, every culture has different dynamics. So you need some time to work it out first before you go and try to present it. That's good. So, so again, back to intentionality and pausing. Pause, practice, I'm hearing you say. And you know, I think the great thing is for a lot of creative people is they, they do control some of the creative. So even in that, you know, you can even be yep. intentional in the creative, you know, that you're creating for your church, for your organization, for yourself. What are the first 10 words of your brochure? What are yeah, the, exactly. what's the first 10% of your, of your Instagram post? you know, like use those, use that first 10 principle in, in what you're creating to make it better. And then people will be asking, why is this performing better? Yeah, that's good. That's really good. So give me some, you know, do you have some examples that we could maybe reference or that you've just seen who do a really good job in the first 10 or some stories? Okay. It's interesting. I wasn't prepared for you to ask this question, but uh-huh. as I, I watched the founder the other night, the, the, the yeah. movie about McDonald's, which uh-huh. is like, it's a brutal story to watch. Yeah. Um, but the first like minute of that movie, you see Michael Keaton and he's talking to the camera. You're watching him deliver this speech where he's trying to sell this hand mixer or milkshake mixer. Yeah. And it was so compelling that like, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know where this movie is going to go, but I am hooked because 
this guy just moved me emotionally. Right. And so as I was sitting there thinking, I was like, well, they nailed the first 10 on this one. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, and I don't actually think that that movie did very well. Uh, no. But it, it's there's a, a lot of other reasons why it didn't do well. Uh, it wasn't because of the first 10. I can tell you that. Yeah. So that would be a great example of that. I yeah. that I've noticed recently. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think, you know, even, you know, it's kind of a it's not a documentary, but it's a docu story, basically, you know, and I, I think yeah. that as you watch, you know, you and I are huge fans of documentaries. As you watch a good documentary versus a mediocre documentary, those first 10 minutes are back to what you said are so important. If they don't pull you in and help you understand what's going to happen and what's going on here and introduce the story to you, I mean, it's, it's over. Um, yeah. You know, I've been watching, I watched the first episode of Tiger King, which is, you know, really popular uh, at the time yeah. of recording this. And, uh, and those, you're, it's the principle is exactly right. The first 10 minutes, they pull you in and you're kind of going, what is this? And they lay the foundation. But then the last two minutes, not to spoil episode one, but the last two minutes of the episode, they show the Tiger King, uh, whatever his name is. Um, I think it's Joe Exotic or something like that in prison. And you're like, well, why is he in prison? I got to watch episode two. Right. Every Netflix show does this brilliantly. And they follow the principle 10, 2%. And so I think, you know, the biggest thing walking away is someone who is a creative for myself um, is, is really being more intentional. Uh, making sure those first 10 seconds of a video are powerful. I think we see it even Gary Vee does it really well. He will put oh, the first gosh. 10 seconds of the of the most important part and then he'll hit his little audio clip and then it will go to the actual interview. Right. Uh, we see it on YouTube all the time. And you should see it on Instagram all the time. Every pastor has these like three or four tweetable moments inside of their message, right? And yep. I say tweetable, another word for it could be like um revelation moments right like these moments of like where god gives them revelation that pivots how people can live like their life and how they experience their life and then i watch so many clips of of pastors that teams don't choose that one little clip to start the whole thing off with yeah right they they bury the lead by not using the first 10 like give me that best part first yes and then and then give me the context for it Yes. And I, I think the thing is, you know, as we living in such a digital age today, you know, if you think about Instagram and the whole point of Instagram is to get someone to stop scrolling. And if you can right. get someone to stay on your post for more than 10 seconds, you've won. You are, you're going to crush, you're going to beat the algorithm, you're going to do it all. So we live in such a society today. If you don't put the meat of what you're talking about up front right away, bring people in that unfortunately, like it or not, they're going to just keep moving on. Because you, you got to give your value proposition because I think a lot of us were busy and, and there's so many things grabbing for our attention. The first 10, valuable. I, I think there's a lot of meat in this um, and I'm excited to hear some feedback um, and excited to uh, see and, and uh, see what comes from this. Anything else you want to share? I want to share the last two. And the last two is... If this content has mattered to you or it's impacted you or it's even intrigued you a little bit, I would love for us to engage. So you can follow on Instagram. You can visit our website. You can shoot us an email. We want to help engage you where you're at and what you're doing. So 
If there is anything that we can do to help you with this content, all of the show notes are going to be on our website, stevebruiser.me backslash podcast. Uh, you can go there. You will get links to Kyle's social media, to my social media, to all of the notes and everything. And it would mean the world to me that if this has mattered to you at all, that you would turn around and share it with somebody else uh, and help us build this movement to helping people uncover their creativity, maximize their creativity, and then use it to make a difference. Well, thank you for this conversation. It uh, definitely has already turned into some ideas in my head, and I'm sure people listening are agreeing right along and will start to be a lot more intentional about those first 10 and last two. Awesome. Well, we will see you guys next week. 